0: Hello, everybody. I'm Dell Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching the Dell and Emerson show. Straight talk. Real gay. Hello, Dell Shores. Hello, Emerson Collins. Um, how are you? How, how are you on this? I almost said Friday, but it's Tuesday, but Thursday's a holiday, but we can't go anywhere. So what day is it anywhere? It's Tuesday-ish. It's Tuesday-ish, <laughs> yes. Yeah, Tuesday and Tuesday. A Tuesday it's it's it's
1: it's it's tuesday um no problem, I'm, I, I, I'm good are you good
0: i mean i'm fine enough you, you returning know, they, a text are you returning a text on no this? i'm trying to be better about promoting our show on other platforms to help oh. get other people to watch And so I did the Instagram video of the intro so I could post it and say we're live right now. Oh, Um, and I didn't do anything. You know like when you read on your thing over there while I'm talking, that's what I'm doing right now. (laughs) Yes, I know. Hey everybody, (laughs) welcome wherever you're watching on Facebook or on Periscope on Twitter or on YouTube. Hello, say hi, welcome. Please share the broadcast with your friends, family, followers, everybody. Uh, to invite some more people to join us for our little show. We do hear about the LGBTQ news and nonsense. Yes, and- share us, share us. God, share us. You want to hide us in the corner like a dirty little secret? Put us in an apartment like your French mistress.
1: Yeah, like we used to, you know, we used to all sneak around and think gay was just the a dirty thing. And now we're out and proud. Share us,
0: share us. I know, I sort of miss sometimes when it was like dirty.
1: Well, I think, you know, there's something to that. I mean, I wrote the line in Sorted Lives, you know, that that acknowledged that. There was something about because it was enticing. It was titillating. It was, uh, you know, But at least we didn't. I never had to knock on a, I didn't ever have the code for some bar, you know. Oh, yes. I know where you had to
0: do do like a whole uh, bring in the noise, bring in the funk knock to get into a secret door.
1: Can you imagine if you didn't have rhythm and you just could not be well? I would say that whoever just said that being gay is best—if that's him—I'm sure it's going very well for you.
0: <laughs> you like, need to go on a sliding scale. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, how is everybody doing? Want to do a check-in? Because, like, you know, Los Angeles shutting all the way back down this week. You know, we had our curfews start on Saturday, y'all, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. And then tomorrow night, all of the patios close as well. Just yeah, done. It, they say like- for three weeks. But I feel like this is, again, where people need to manage expectations and know they mean at least through New Year's. Like, they're just only killing one holiday at a time. But, like, y'all, this is the rest of the year. No, it is. It is. I mean, yesterday,
1: uh, there were over six thousand cases in in LA County. So, um, we. Uh, oh, thank you. I love my ramblings too. I'll have to do one after this. Um, Hello, Tad Green. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I, I think it's needed, and I know a lot of. I, I I'm so sorry for the restaurants and the bars, and and that you know they were just kind of figuring it all out, and especially here. I, but I have to tell you, I I, I think uh, you know privately we've talked about this. Um, a good friend of ours, Catherine Bayless, invited me for a drink the other day, and I thought, okay, you know what, I'm going to do it because I've been very resistant. I get really anxious, anxious, y'all, when I go out. I'm I'm now wearing um, an N95, a, another mask over it, and then a face shield. Um, but I wasn't doing that at that, that. This was a little before all of the crazy started again. But it was I saw so many people um, not social distancing. I saw so many people uh, disobeying everything that we we understand about it, and I almost moved tables because I was close to the entrance and I was feeling very nervous and uncomfortable. So I get it, I get it. And, and I, I, I hope I'm not boring here, but because in, in, it's a little preachy, but we have to take care of ourselves, but we also have to take care of other people. And that's what's so irritating about this, when people don't realize that just simply wearing a mask is actually being respectful to somebody
0: else. Yep. Well, it's also, you know, it's like so many people have stories like Judy, mask mandate in effect, lost a friend to COVID. And here's the thing about the regulations, right? There's part of it that's personal responsibility. If everyone was doing all of the guidelines that have been given, we it's less likely we would have reached this point. But blaming individuals that don't wear masks is also not an excuse to let off the hook, the government officials that have not done their job in educating and controlling uh, this as well. You know, you've got Ted Cruz defending a turkey. Uh, Meanwhile, they're adding rolling morgues in El Paso, the state that he represents, the catastrophic failure at the federal level. You know, I read something that was a good point about making sure we don't just blame people that are not wearing masks, that we also hold the government responsible because we wouldn't be still doing this this far into this year if we'd done it right at the beginning. That's exactly right, and you know
1: it, it, another one that was uh, this this week that tweeted something that just infuriated me was that fucking Jim Jordan, um, who uh, tweeted he tweeted this whole thing and the last thing you know open our data, open this, and then open our restaurants and then and, and 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 celebrate Thanksgiving together. And I tweet retweeted him with a quote, and I said, yes, he cares about 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 you as about as much as he did those those uh, those boys that he coached. You know, he's just he—he he is such a tool. I mean, yeah. do we use that word anymore? Tool is that a good it's word anymore? I, it
0: it's you know, is. it's
1: not quite as good as douchebag or or douche nozzle. I like a lot douche nozzle. Um, he's a douche nozzle. What uh-huh, are y'all favorite? What are y'all favorites uh, to call somebody like that? Douche nozzle,
0: dick, asshole. Uh, well, and it's also interesting too to see you know how the way this became a partisan issue. And now you have conservative government leaders needing to do this. And the like QAnon, the extreme MAGA, the people who are now like turning against Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram, like the farthest out there people for saying Biden won. They don't wanna do it when Republican leaders are saying wear masks. Like you all made this bed of pushing these people down these conspiracy routes. You didn't stand up and say no, that's nonsense about all this stuff. And so now, the feedback loop has made it where they don't even believe or agree with their leaders when they say stuff. Well, I mean, they had to fire one of the attorneys that that the, the, this, the, the well, I mean the, that was like, she'd never worked for him in the first place.
1: Oh, she never worked for us. Oh, is that why she was standing by Rudy Giuliani at that press conference, spewing garbage, all yeah. of them as, you know, as Brown dye drained down his fucking face. He's a little yeah. frog face. Yep. Um, oh, don't get me started on the Giuliani's, it's just too early. But also,
0: well, oh God, and so done, <laughs> so done with him, because it's so nice, as we see, right, as the Biden-Harris team starts putting out who's gonna be in the cabinet, who's running uh, all of these positions, it's just so wonderful to see people that aren't related to him, that are yeah. qualified, that have experience, many of whom have bipartisan agreement that they are talented at what they do, I mean, seeing yesterday Biden get the buildbackbetter.gov website, because they're finally, finally, Emily, what's or who's it? said, okay and is releasing the funds and like that Biden keeps winning the same states over and over and over. And now we're finally starting this transition.
1: Yeah, she's 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 done. What are these people going to do after this? Do you think they're going to I mean, there's not enough jobs at Fox and there's not. I mean,
0: what is she? What is she going to do? Oh, no. I mean, I, I, she is going to have so many jobs. I, I don't think we think? can pretend like the media corporation organizations care. I mean, Rick Santorum is on CNN, and the man has been a bigot since day one against our community, sitting on a yeah, panel talking to Anderson Cooper. So, like, the I idea know. that Kaylee McEnany's going somewhere? No, she's not. Oh, Kellyanne Conway is going to get her own show somewhere. I mean, I hope not, but I think we have to be realistic about how the media landscape works well they'll probably get
1: a reality show with, with claudia and her husband and, i mean that that's a reality show i may i may have to watch
0: at least one or two episodes so. i want y'all to hold me to this that i will commit to never doing that okay, jordan do and kellyanne conway make my brain bleed the biggest grifters in the country anyway that's enough of that we had okay enough, enough 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 over that's the weekend enough. there was the uh release of the first of the christmas extravaganzas that we're paying attention to a gay can't be queer christmas if you will netflix's dolly parton's christmas on the square and just to be clear that is the whole title dolly parton's christmas on the square was out and then on sunday saturday night sunday night Hallmark released the first gay Christmas movie, A Christmas House, uh, with with Jonathan Bennett and Brad Harder playing uh, the gay couple as a major portion of the storyline. Did anybody watch either one? Tell us what you thought while we talk about it. What do you think of A Christmas House? Well, I watched the Christmas
1: House. You know, I haven't watched the Dolly one yet. It's on my list, though. I will watch Uh it. Uh, First of all, I am not a big Hallmark Christmas uh, movie person. They're They're sappy. They are
0: called
1: called Hallmarkies. Hallmarkies. Louise Beard, our good friend Louise Beard, she starts way back in August watching them. Y'all, I was so seduced into this. I mean, Sharon Lawrence and Treat Williams and that gay couple. I just loved them, and I cried a few times. And I don't know, you know where I cried the most? I mean, and this is—it's not a big spoiler, but they had a party at their house, and it was just people there, and it just—it—it—it—it it, 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 it made me cry.
0: I was like. We
1: can't have people
0: in our houses. <laughs> Stop. Stop. There's like all the emotional things. Y'all, in the movie, the gay couple is trying to adopt a baby. They uh, tried to adopt three times and lost out. Spoiler alert, it's Christmas. They get a baby. Yes. Um, and because there were people in a room. Yes, there was a lot of people in a room. <laughs> a lot of people in a room. And they weren't social distancing, and they didn't have
1: masks on, and they were just... Singing and kissing on each other, and mistletoe was flowing, and it was very emotional for me this afternoon. I was barely able to do this show, <laughs> but and then, it, but but I was, you know what I was impressed with? I did not know this because you know how I go down a rabbit hole in and uh, IMDb. They wrote this. the The leads wrote this movie. the The lead actor wrote the movie. And Robert and then, Buckley yes he has the screenplay he is credited for the screenplay and 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 the other uh what's his name uh the gay actor uh jonathan, from bennett. jonathan bennett has story credit he was it was his it, he, he shares story credit with somebody else
0: okay then we need to talk about the problem in the movie because the two actors wrote this there is some bullshit. um my first thing is one, all of these actors did the most amazing job. Earnest is the hardest thing to do in our modern culture, right? So much place yes. cynicism and snark and whatever. And they calibrate these performances. It's so lovely and it's so beautiful. And if you just open your heart to it, it is such a warm and charming and delightful movie. But Robert Buckley plays an actor starring on a television show called Handsome Justice. Now it's about to maybe be canceled at Christmas, and the studio, the network wants to have a meeting at like three o'clock on Christmas Eve. Robert Buckley, that's some bullshit. Yeah. This well, industry it's also- is not having network meetings on Christmas Eve and then deciding to have a, a note session where we change the direction of the show going into five o'clock on Christmas Eve. That is not and, how this business works. And, and film it in another city we'll film it in another city.
1: Uh, yes, there was some bullshit. There was some, but here's the, the big is you know what? You just have to go with it. And that's what I did. I said I'm just going to fucking go with this, I cuz I'm not going to pick it apart like I always do uh, it, with, with the writing cuz you know I like I like to be that bullshit detector. There was a lot of quick wrap-ups too, Emerson. Lot of quick wrap-ups. Oh, of, awesome. all, anyway,
0: uh, but uh, tell me about Dolly. Tell, uh, no, I'm not you, done. You know. Oh. the uh, Because the reaction to this, y'all, because what's really important, because somebody just said, I thought Hallmark was homophobic, glad to see I'm wrong. And this has been a really big deal and a really big change um, in their programming uh, because there was so much of this reaction from the Hallmark super fans, right, to this moment. These two men kissing, Yes, in a supporting storyline, but a very strong supporting storyline. Yeah, very. Um, Very simple and very lovely and a huge accomplishment. And we have to be able to remember um, that we move at different paces in different worlds, right? This is a conservative audience because the director of this film even did an interview for the L.A. Times and said, look, I know what the reputation of the Hallmark Channel is and what a lot of people across the country expected to be. I'm hoping that some percentage of these people might just be able to squint their eyes a little bit and learn something about people being people and people loving each other. And that isn't all the things they might imagine it to be. I understand that for some of the audience, the KISS is definitely pushing them to a potential limit. But you know, limits need to be pushed sometimes. We can forget, like here we are right in our like ally affirming big queer community, um that this is a huge step for that's a big market step that is very conservative oriented. So we celebrate the wins at all the different levels and all the different places they have.
1: But it. but but I have to say this about it. If if you're gonna do it and you're gonna ease people into it, it, it they did it right because it was this loving family who loved their their, their gay son and his gay husband. And uh, I love Sharon Lawrence, by the way, who played the mother. And it just um, it just warms your heart, y'all. And you're just, a, if you don't like those, that gay couple, then you're just an asshole.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> that's the way I feel. You're just a fucking asshole. <laughs> so. Um, I mean, there was a lot of double entendre humor, which I, pre- they spent a lot of time saying the word fluffing. And I just- Yeah, they it sure did. Yeah, um, it was a wink. And so, yes. And the other one, obviously, so the other uh, Christmas on the Square, Dolly Parton premiered on Netflix. Um, Our very, very good friend, Mary Lane, played the pastor's wife in the movie. So it was hugely exciting for us personally um, to watch along. Erica said, Mary Lane was so good. Watch both of them, they were so good. Um, And y'all, this is the most delightful campy adventure. And I mean that in the good way as a compliment. It's Dolly Parton, camp is inherent. The movie opens and Dolly Parton is playing a homeless woman. Spoiler alert, an angel disguised as a homeless woman with full face, full lashes and nighttime eyeliner. Um, And Christine Baranski basically plays the town Scrooge. Jennifer Lewis runs the beauty shop and big for this audience as well. She has two like assistants who are obviously and intentionally gay. You see them be affectionate in a church together. You know, it's not the kind of thing where you used to where we could watch and say, oh, look, that dancer is obviously gay. They were meant to be gay. And same thing for Dolly's audience. Such a big deal. I mean, she is an angel who at one point floats on a cloud. So like we are fully into delightful camp territory. But 13 original Dolly Parton songs.
1: Yeah. Well, and they you know, people better be careful. They can't trash her too much after she gave a million dollars for covid research. I got to come here. back got us a vaccine,
0: better well, also, be nice I mean, to Dolly. Like, oh, hold on, Oh, look, like, <laughs> this like this is Dolly as an angel talking to Christine Baranski and I'm sorry, I just don't know how if you enjoy queer entertainment at all, you don't find that just the most delightful thing to look forward to. It looks like she's legless in that um, shot. And I'll, we, after you watch it, we'll discuss some other spoilers cause I don't want to ruin everything. But y'all, same thing. It is charming. There is a giant, basically like Beauty and the Beast Bell, like opening number, like 12 minute opening number in the town square. Um, so it was just charming and a delight. And check it out.
1: All right. Well, I will have watched it by our next show. We're not having a show on Friday, so
0: next yes, Tuesday. We are. Oh yes, we are. That's right, that's right. Right, I forget. I goodness. We'll goodness talk about sorry the writer.
1: Uh, All right. Jigs
0: in that photo It looks like she's farting cotton candy. <laughs> um, well, oh, you Jigs. Hey y'all We were thinking on Friday We were going to cancel the show Because it's like holiday but nobody can go anywhere But spoiler alert I don't want to research any stories So we thought we might just gather on Friday At our usual time And y'all can toss out topics We'll just have a a, a time Good span day. Time together um, Because I feel like for a lot of people It's going to be difficult thursday and friday particularly people that live alone or just you and your partner right. uh who do can't it. safely get to any family so would that be fun would you all show up would y'all want to do that if, if they'll show up if I, I i if i can drink can i
1: just drink while we do the show that's what i want to know
0: oh yes, please can- have one right before the show because then through the second one through the course of the show we <laughs> don't entertain everybody you know i i'm not a
1: mean drunk either i'm a fun drunk so um uh well um, oh um,
0: all right. Well, what we do here is the LGBTQ news and nonsense and some real big things did happen this week. So I'm going to kick it off. Uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, comments along on Friday. We got truly terrible news in the fight to ban conversion therapy across the country as the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit issued a 2-1 ruling to Trump appointed judges that a Palm Beach County floor ban on conversion therapy for minors is unconstitutional. This is hugely damaging to our goal of uh, of banning it across the country, at least for all minors. If you're a grown-up and you want to harm yourself with a therapy that's been proven to be damaging, uh, make that choice. But this is a huge blow to this. Uh, The judge, Britt Grant, wrote, we understand and appreciate that the therapy is highly controversial, but the First Amendment has no carve-out for controversial speech. We hold that the challenged ordinances violate the First Amendment." because they are content-based regulations of speech they cannot survive strict, spru- strict scrutiny, excuse me. The lawsuit was brought by two conversion therapy practitioners, Robert Otto and Julie Hamilton, who said the ban uh, for minors would violate their free speech. This is a really big deal. And obviously Palm Beach County plans to appeal the ruling. This is where it matters though. The next stop is the Supreme Court, where now we have a 6-3 conservative Majority, and if they decide in that direction, it could make it possible that all of the bans on conversion therapy across the country designed to protect LGBTQ youth and minors from this horrifyingly damaging practice could be overturned. So we will be watching it closely. And hopefully they the, the other judge, the dissents wrote, uh, she said, yes the government has the, yes it is restricting the speech of mental health professionals uh, but the government has a compelling interest in the practice of professions within their boundaries and a broad power to establish standards for licensing so horrible horrible news uh for the area covered by the 11th circuit and we will follow that surely into the spring
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's, that's discouraging. So, all right. Well, uh, Biden will be the uh, only second, uh, one other Catholic, and that was John F. Kennedy, uh, only the second Catholic to ever be president of the United States. But because of his outspoken support of LGBTQ rights and women's health care rights, conservative Catholics are getting all pissed off and blasting him. Uh, Texas Bishop uh, Joseph Strickland. Uh, tweeted Friday, as a bishop, I beg Mr. Biden to repent of his descent from Catholic teaching on abortion and marriage for his own salvation and for the good of our nation. He aspires to the highest office in our land. No, he didn't aspire. He's got it, y'all. Uh, he aspires to the highest office in our land and must be guided by the truth God has revealed to us. I pray for him to find the truth. Los Angeles Archbishop Jose Gomez head of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, said the president elect has given us reason to believe that his faith uh, commitments will move him to support some good policies. This includes policies of immigration reform, refugees and the poor and against racism, the death penalty and climate change. He has also given um, us reason to believe that he will support policies that are against some fundamental values that we hold dear as Catholics, speaking about the Equality Act, he added these policies post a serious threat to the common good whenever, they, uh, whenever any politician supports them. When politicians who profess the Catholic faith support them, there are tr- additional problems. And one of the things that creates confusion among the faithful about what the church actually teaches on these questions uh, they could even go as so far as to deny Biden holy communion, uh, which some archbishops have done in the past for politicians who support equal marriage and abortion. Seems like they would have by now though. It just seems I mean he's been he it's not like this is new.
0: I know, but I feel like if you want to do it and make a statement, you wait until they're in office. You know, it's like you wanted you the, cause the only reason you're doing that is to like, you know, it's it's like my thirsty post on Instagram. They're doing it for attention.
1: Yeah. uh, It was so interesting. I think I've talked about this before, but when I was in Louisiana, there were lots of ads going on uh, that were about Catholics who were uh, very uh, pro-choice Catholics. Uh, And they they were because there was a horrible, horrible uh, amendment or something. I don't know, you know, a, a proposition going on there. Uh, Well, also, I love the
0: idea that if Biden's president and he legislates differently than Catholic doctrine, Catholics will get confused like they're going to stop listening to the Pope because Biden became president. Well, the
1: the Pope just said civil, civil marriage. I mean, not marriages. He won't use that word. Civil unions are going to be okay. So, you know, now I'm sure a lot of Catholics are really pissed off about that.
0: Yes. So I know. But uh, bless, bless oh, let them fight. just let uh, them fight. By the way, it seems that the clear response <laughs> is that uh, everyone will join and do a little drinking on Friday. So uh, it sounds like we will do that. Every and uh, and you have to be tipsy. That's the request. Well, here's okay. I'll be a little. I'll get a little tipsy. Oh, here's the, now. Here's
1: here's what I discovered recently. Emerson worth saying. Uh, just a little PSA. I Beverly D'Angelo told me and she sent me proof that there is research that whiskey is a preventative for cancer. So I have been drinking some every fucking night. Little bit of whiskey. How much did it say? It didn't say. So I've just kind of, you know, self-medicated. I've just Uh (laughs) Uh I've been making old fashions.
0: That's like, I feel like every six months they say a different thing about how much wine makes you live 10 years longer, right? For once it was like a glass at dinner, then it was like a bottle a day. And then it was like, oh, only once a week. So like, just pick whatever and I'll find you an article that supports it. I know. It's like
1: there's, so the red wine is a big deal too, you know, because it's very good for, um, you know, strokes or shit. I, or heart, Uh heart, I don't know. All right, moving on. I'm just promoting liquor, promoting drinking. You
0: don't have to have the last word. I'll get the last word on this subject and start the next story.
1: Okay, go ahead, Emerson.
0: Wait, I thought you were going to put those other fingers down. I don't know. I'm not.
1: I'm so tempted, but, you know, I'm thinking it. I'm thinking it. everybody (laughs) knows what I just thought. Everybody just filled in the blanks.
0: Uh, but I'm going to just a fun uh, celebration as we watch our new LGBTQ legislators arrive in Congress. Mondaire Jones, out of New York that we've talked a bunch about, was selected to be the freshman representative to leadership, considered the most influential role available to a freshman member of Congress. He will meet weekly with the party leaders and will serve as the spokesperson for the 15-member incoming group of newly elected representatives. So, yay and awesome! Mondaire Jones! Okay. Very handsome too. Uh, yes. Very, very striking. Part of his campaign. Uh,
1: all right. So, okay, we have in what I like to call the ludicrous news, uh-huh.
0: uh, the the anti- uh, to uh, be confused uh, with the singer,
1: hip hop performer. Oh yes, no, 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 not that ludicrous. Uh, also actor. This is just the ludicrous, as in the traditional sense of ludicrous. Um, Rob
0: just had apple brandy and feels warm and fuzzy. So you are encouraging the audience to participate. Well, it's six twenty-seven in Tulsa. Okay, yeah. so the the the, the anti
1: LGBTQ Liberty Council and self proclaimed Christian defender of Christmas <laughs> has issued their annual holiday naughty or nice list of retail stores. I find this article fascinating. They call them nice if they sell Christmas ornaments and wrapping paper, but anything generic for the holidays means that they are naughty or of uh, the devil, probably. So here's the nice list. Uh, Bath and Body Works, and they're nice because they're encouraging shoppers to find out what Christmas smells like. Mm -hmm. Uh, Best Buy is on the nice list, because they're selling Christmas movies and sheet music. That seems low Um, bar, low bar. Yeah, That's a low bar, because I mean, it could be that. that, You uh, you made the nice list because they sell Die Hard and Love Actually. Well, what about that other one that that Billy Bob Thornton was in, that Bad Santa? That shouldn't be, that should not be, I mean, I bet that's at Best Buy and Uh then christmasplace.com which i never knew existed they're on the nicest for their large selection of nativity scenes i thought that that was a good one for you i I
0: feel certain my parents have shopped there before and their nativity collections. did they get their their penguin their penguin nativities i tried to get them a flamingo set
1: this year Oh, so Hallmark. Oh, it, Hallmark is, is for Christmas wrapping, paper and stationery. Just, I feel like know. they
0: put together this list before this gay Hallmark movie came out. Maybe. I, I Oh, I bet they did.
1: <laughs> and they're now retraction, retraction. And of course, Hobby Lobby's on. We don't tell, have to tell you why, just because they're bigots. Uh, and then Home Depot, J- JCPenney, Kmart, Kohl's, Macy's. Sears, Staples, and Walmart also made the nice list. Now, here's the naughty list. Uh, the Barnes reasons and reasons are
0: amazing.
1: Yes, I love these reasons, too. Barnes and Nobles, uh, the, because although this store sells Christian products, this bookstore has lost focus
0: on the reason for the season. God damn it. Oh, Every Christmas sermon ever. Don't forget the reason for the
1: season. For the season. That's the Barnes and Nobles is where my daughter Caroline's little friend took all the Bibles and put them in the fiction section. Uh, mm-hmm. Burlington Coat Factory. Now, I lo- this is my favorite, I think,
0: because yeah. they lack
1: any emphasis on gift giving for the season and a severe lack of Christmas advertising for biblical meaning. These work better if you have a real Southern uh, woman accent.
0: I know. I also feel like it's an easy miss. Like Burlington Coat Factory could do We Three Kings in winter coats. Like, come on. Right, right. Creative
1: biblical and, meaning. And, and maybe sell some myrrh. Uh, now, uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, it's not what you think. It's not because their name is Dick's. It's not. <laughs> it's we're using generic Christmas colors. But I have a feeling that Dick's played a part in this. They said, we can't. I know, can't but also,
0: them. like, Red and green, it's Christmas. The end. It's not a confusing it just, color palette. It, exactly, uh, and then Gap. Gap made it for because they are they are showing a decline in Christmas friendliness. Um, because they were on the nice list a couple of years ago, but it's just gone downhill. It literally, y'all on the list says for a de- decline in Christmas friendliness. Now this that old navy hateful. What well, you know why that is? RuPaul is in those old navy commercials.
1: That's exactly right. That's, That's exactly what it is. Okay, so in, in, now there's three that I I get. I understand this. J. Crew and Walmart and Rite Aid are using the generic holiday instead of Christmas. They are taking the cross out of Christmas.
0: Walgreens. Walmart was on the nice list.
1: Did I say Walmart? Walgreens. Uh-huh.
0: I'm sorry. And then uh-huh. Lord I mean, and Taylor.
1: Are praised for Fifth Lord and Taylor. Are praised for the Fifth Avenue window display, but called out because they're reindeers at reindeers. They <laughs> said they're reindeers and printed Santas hide the
0: love of the nativity. Just, and then I go, think that's go, my favorite. That printed Santas and reindeers hide the love of the nativity. Reindeers, isn't it just
1: reindeer? Is it yes, just reindeer? Is already plural correct?
0: Yes. Uh, Target,
1: despite having seasonal ugly sweaters and a secret gift giving room to pack your season full of Mary, is too bashful about Christmas.
0: They're just too Y'all, bashful about it. They right. were encouraging people to call Target and say that they are being too bashful about Christmas.
1: And you go to Target and it's like
0: Christmas threw up. I don't understand. I don't understand that one. Well, I haven't been to
1: Target, I haven't been out. You know, well, I went shopping. I love it.
0: It seems like a sliding scale. Sometimes, like, yeah, you sold Christmas wrapping paper. It's you count. And then other places, it's like, nope, Target, that is just not enough. Like, because no. it's not about the nativity. Yeah.
1: They but they, they, they still just don't need
0: Jesus', that's why you can't put up a nativity.
1: They just need they need Mary and Joseph and Mary burping Jesus, right? As you walk uh, greeting, greeting people. Just yes. Absolutely. Come on,
0: He's born. Our savior so, is
1: here. He's here.
0: So if, if, if you take Liberty Council's bigoted advice, now you know who's nice and who's naughty. Well, I just I wrote it all down because I making my list. Well, also, nobody's shopping anywhere anyway. Well, online. Right. You know where I'm buying it from online? Cheapest. Whatever Me is too. cheapest. Me too. My principles are not as strong as the lack of in- participation in my bank account this year
1: do we have any problem with walmart or they own our are are we okay with walmart i mean just in a
0: general just in a general principle i'll tell you i've done this before on this show i have a problem with walmart i mean legitimately when you look at the destruction of small business and small towns across america walmart has been the single most detrimental impact on that because everywhere they went. And we're the first or only big box store. It shut down all sorts of specialty stores and small businesses. So, yes, in principle, I don't shop at Walmart. But also I don't because I don't even know where one is near me. There's one over here in the valley. Um, That's far. I've I've heard. Um, Speaking (laughs) of my bank account, if you enjoy the show, y'all, we do this to have fun. But we work hard to bring you an entertaining and informative show. And if you're sitting on a pile of cash heading into the holiday season and don't know what to do with it and want to give some of it to us, you can send a dollar, five, fifty, a thousand, whatever is in your heart. Uh to his tip on Venmo, to at Collins, or on PayPal to beardcollinshoresproductions at gmail.com. It's all in the ticker uh, below. And we thank and not, you when you do. We do. Okay we thank you. Too. I know. Yeah. Uh, Michael Shane already sent his uh, sent his in for this show. Thank you. Mike. Michael
1: Shane's amazing. Michael Shane always is like I, I hear his name every week. Thank you, Michael no. Shane.
0: Um, okay, in fun pride news, despite the fact that the world has been closed down through all of pride, uh, this past week, Polar Pride was celebrated. Two years after Pride officially reached all seven continents on the globe, the first ever Polar Pride Day was celebrated last week as people working at both poles of the earth recognized the landmark simultaneously. Uh, the celebrations were part of recognizing the 200th anniversary of the discovery of Antarctica. Like, we just didn't know it was down there. They also yeah. won extension of the International Day of LGBTQIA plus people in STEM celebrations. Rainbow flags were flown on both ends of the earth and a special pin, you can see them there, uh, were created depicting a black penguin for the Antarctic and South Poles and a white polar bear for the Arctic region. You can search the hashtag PolarPride uh to see other fun things but i just love that i mean i don't, Thank I don't you. want to go i like to look at the cold and i like to wear a, a coat and walk through it but i think they missed an opportunity to just not call it pole pride wink wink mhm poles. poles pole pride. i love yeah. pole. i love the poles the north I the do south you. the bendy
1: the i love a good hard pole
0: uh-huh. uh absolutely y- yes uh so um yeah, oh, you went. I know that there's some people that- Oh, wait, hold missed. on. Pause, pause. Hi, Deco's for Parties. Can someone explain what I'm watching? I can't. <laughs> I'm Emerson Collins, and this is Del Shores, and what we do is twice a week, we live stream a show about all that is entertaining and informative in the LGBTQ news. Thanks for watching. And if you want to come back and see us every week, we do
1: it on Tuesdays and Fridays. So- now, and we talk about bigots on this show, and, wow. I, and, and there's some bigots in Australia. There's this Australian cu- couple, Australian couple, who are suing a foster agency in Australia after they were turned away because of their belief that they could change an LGBTQ child's identity. Uh, this is, they're, they're, well, God, he's very handsome, that Byron and Kira Hordike. That's what they I- definitely
0: I mean. give off, like Christian summer camp counselor youth music leader vibes. He's got real good
1: hair, and, but their name is that just I just want to point that out. Their name is Hordike, and they're of Perth. They applied to the Wanslia Family Services Agency in 2017 to foster children. Now, they already have some children of their own. They went uh, under an assessment where they were asked how they would respond if a foster child came out as LGBT uh, and they claimed that homosexuality is a sin and said same-sex attraction can be resisted. Uh, They told the agency that they would be able to help a queer child to overcome their sexuality while insisting that their beliefs would not impact their ability to raise a foster child. Uh, Months later, after they were rejected because they failed to meet one of the five competency laid out by the Department of Communities and to provide a safe living environment, the Waslia Family Services tried to have the case dismissed. But it is going forward. Uh, The husband, Byron Hordyke, said we do, it may be whore dick, but still whore dick or whore dyke. We do feel we have some, have been discriminated against. And also that we feel, we felt that it, we were quiet about this and didn't say anything about it. It could potentially harm or limit any people with the same Christian values as ours from fostering. We hold traditional Christian values on how the bible teaches us on sexuality and marriage we stated it from the beginning we are not here to hide behind it everyone particularly with a a divisive issue is afraid of being put into the realm of public opinion in a negative light and my beliefs are strong enough that that might be my cross to bear. Oh, back to the old cross to bear. He is dragging that cross uh, to court. And there's a scripture, by the way, that says, you don't know, don't, don't, don't do court. Settle it, settle it, figure it out, don't. It's,
0: uh, one, it's horrifying um, that they're like, no, 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 we can help this, a child change. And it's obviously asked as a theoretical question, but it's so terrifying, you know, that's, Um, that you have organizations that don't want to give foster children and adopted kids to LGBTQ families. And then you have the reverse thinking about what if an LGBTQ youth or kid or small child who grows up to be a member of our community uh, ends up in a household uh, where they have said intentionally uh, that they want to be able to help them through that. Obviously, many of us grew up in communities or families where that was the environment, but thinking about someone specifically welcoming a child into their home, not even born, and then doing that with them is uh, horrifying. And so here's yeah. hoping yeah. they sh- they they
1: lose. Absolutely. So um,
0: you're up. I know I am. So I just was stuck on that. Uh, one quick follow up. Uh, we you know, we did that poll, you know, the exit poll that came out after the election that said 28% of LGBTQ voters supported Trump, more than doubling uh, his participation in the last election. The GLAAD poll prior to the election found it about 17%. Well, there's a new post-election poll by GLAAD, finds that the actual support in this election was around 14%, about the same as it was four years ago. The difference has a lot to do with the questionable reliability of exit polls uh, the Edison poll that they used said that it was based on 1,000 LGBTQ voters, but the figures they actually shared with GLAAD said that that 28% number came from only 250 LGBTQ respondents. Uh, mm-hmm. So that much smaller number makes for a much larger margin of error. So at least a little bit of relief to discover the number wasn't as high as it sounded like. And in this same survey, they found that more than half of our community's voters cited the COVID-19 response as the one of the most important issues. said the pandemic has hurt their career or work. And 77% of LGBTQ voters expressed concern that the new Supreme Court will overturn marriage equality. And a quarter of those polled said that they were new voters. So like the get out the vote efforts really had an impact in our communities. This and many,
1: many communities. I mean, the youth and the the, um, look, I mean, Stacey Abrams, thank you, Georgia. So this is a a disturbing uh, story for me since I will be uh, 63 on December the 3rd. Y'all mark that down. Um, A new study of gay, lesbian and bisexual people has revealed that members of the community are at a higher risk for dementia than their heterosexual counterparts. Uh, Michigan uh, State University study compared the cognitive abilities of more than 300, uh, I mean, 3,500 adults across areas, including uh, temporal orientation, language, uh, other skills, just uh, attention, concentration, working memory, short-term memory, on and on and on. And uh, researchers. Hold on, pause.
0: I love that you did two of those and then thought, I'm not going to read the rest of these. And then went, it's oh a might, lot. I should read a couple more. It, well, it matters because this could be terrifying to older people in our community to know what they tested. OK, well executive you keep talking art. about how you're in the high risk category now I okay well there's
1: a lot of visual spatial visual skills uh, executive uh executive function, some of these things, I don't even know what the fuck they are, but I I, 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 I probably don't even have them anymore. So, But researchers also <laughs> compared different physical and social conditions, uh, mental health conditions, and lifestyle habits in hopes of determining any related causes. The researchers concluded that gay, lesbian, and bisexual people are at a higher risk for mild cognitive impairment or early dementia than their straight counterparts. This is just horrifying to me. Uh, The lead author said, we knew that stress and depression are risk factors for many chronic health problems, including cognitive impairment in later life, LGBT, uh, no, LGB, not the T's. There were trans
0: people in this study.
1: Yeah, uh, people experience more stressful events and have higher rates of depression compared to their heterosexual counterparts. Well, that makes sense to me. Our findings suggest that depression may be one of the important factors uh, leading to cognitive disadvantages for LGB people. They also stress that more research is needed to better understand the link between the depression, sexual minority suffer, and cognitive impairment. Other uh, risk factors such as drinking or smoking did not did not appear to affect the development of dementia
0: later in life Woo! so you don't have to worry that that whiskey is going to like help you live longer but also make you go dementia no, all dementia um would. wait Xana I, I, got there before you it's related to depression in our community and that's the real important piece of this right because yeah. we found higher rates in our community but feel like it is tied to the stress and depression and anxiety that uh, members of our community can experience more often and more deeply through the course of our lives. They're gonna do more uh, issues, but as Joseph just asked, so oppression, depression, late-life cognitive issues. That does yeah. seem to be the simplistic aspect of what this is saying. And so um, that is the piece that's really important. It seems like you know mental stress, mental health issues um, that are more common in our community may be more likely to lead to cognitive issues down the road. Well, Ken. Ken, well, but we'll lighten it up a little. Ken, how will you know when it kicks in? We'll tell you. Yeah, I'm sure.
1: Well, it, it, I, I'm feeling that after COVID, uh, it's gonna hurt a well, bunch of us more, actually, seriously. I mean, you think about that. How much more depressed am I? Happy Happy Dell, whose glass is always half full, you know?
0: Um, well, I actually, this is the reason I brought you on the show today. <laughs> The reason you brought me on this show. today. So we're just going to we're just going to do a live cognitive test. Uh, what was that, oh, that thing God. that he had to remember? Man, woman, camera, crocodile, whatever it was. Man, woman, ha- camera, crocodile, uh, cunt, I think. was uh-huh, the, that, uh, I that think that's right. it. Look, we still got it. No worries here. Um, and y'all, I mean, obviously, like there's a lot more. And this is a singular study, but it's something to be aware of. Be- and I think I, what I wanted to say about it too, because mental health obviously is something important for me in my own journey is ensuring that we are dealing with our mental health through our lives, you know, can contribute to not having that kind of issue later. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're mm-hmm. dealing with your depression, either with, in therapy or with medicine anxiety, um, you know, we can't control the level of stress. We can't control a pandemic, but really having a good life health plan for your mental health, can help avoid, hopefully, this kind of issue at least being an increased factor. Yeah, well, look, I just want you to know something. Uh, I have I, I, I come here twice
1: a week to just get rid of anxiety. I feel so not anxious when I'm here. And this story gave me anxiety. Uh-huh. So can we please
0: fucking move on? Uh-huh, we can't. Some- <laughs> look, look, the these runs in my family, so who knows?
1: I know. I'm about to. It's, I've got a birthday coming up. It's uh, you know, I'm not as young as I look.
0: Erica said her grandmother with Alzheimer's could pass the test Trump bragged about passing. Okay. Um, All right, just a a sad but also celebration. I wanted to share this story because I was not familiar with her or her work. Oh no, hold on. I did that thing where I exited the wrong uh, graphic. But I read an incredible story this week about a trans computer science uh, pioneer. She worked uh, at IBM in the 60s Uh, So I want you all to meet her. There she is. Uh, All right. Uh, Lynn Conway joined IBM Research in 1964. She made major innovations in very large-scale integrated chip systems. She is credited with several key discoveries that would go on to power smartphones, the internet, and national defense. You know, casual. Despite that, in 68. IBM's medical director outed her to the CEO and she was immediately fired. She struggled to support her family and the situation worsened when California's social services threatened a restraining order if she attempted to see her kids post-divorce. She went on to work as a computer architect uh, before moving to Xerox Palo Alto's Research Center. And then in the 70s and 80s, she pioneered new technology that now underpins current microprocessor chip design. Y'all literally stuff that makes all of our lives work. In the mid 80s, she worked as a professor of computer science and the dean of engineering school at University of Michigan. Now an 82 year old trans activist, she has finally gotten the vindication she deserves after IBM apologized for those actions Mm. 52 years later. You know, it made me think of uh, the black women in Hidden Figures. It made me think of Alan Turing who basically invented the computer and then was chemically castrated for violating the homosexual acts like how many brilliant minds from uh, marginalized communities were held back shunted aside pushed down um uh, just for who they were it, while still creating genius things that have an impact on all of us so just wanted to celebrate lynn today after reading she finally got yeah. that apology and and, and th- 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 yes, but I think an apology should come with
1: a big, big check. A big old check. I mean, yeah. Yes. I I I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. I, I'm sorry. Fifty two years later, give me a check. Right. So, right. oh, like, all I right. Need well. some, some
0: stock options.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, IBM's got a, a couple of nickels. Um, they Right. So. Uh, This is a a story that I think a lot of you will uh, find really informative. Alexi Minko opened the Alibi uh, Lounge in 2016 in Harlem. It's the first LGBTQ bar in the neighborhood. And Minko is one of just a few black gay bar owners in the entire tri-state area. But Minko's bar was hit hard by the pandemic. He had to shut down for months, and though the Alibi Lounge was reopened, it's operating on reduced hours and only at 25 percent capacity indoors. LGBTQ community in his neighborhood, and he is committed. Uh, I'm sorry, I skipped something. Say it means uh, Minko said closing his bar isn't an option because it means a lot to the LGBTQ. Uh, community in his neighborhood, and he's committed to making sure it could survive the pandemic. So a GoFundMe uh, to help the bar survive raised $169,000, but it's still hard. Part of the reason that closing bars like Minko's is so troubling is that gay and lesbian bars have had a particularly importance uh, in our LGBT community. Uh, history, and they still do. They were often used for organizing uh, activist events. When churches didn't want to host LGBTQ people, they would congregate in mass and wor- even worship at these bars. Uh, even now, they are safe places for a community that often finds the outside world unwelcoming and hostile. A study last year found that there were over 1,500 gay bars in the U.S. through the 80s, but now it's closer to only 1,000 business listings for uh, gay bars dropped 36.6% between 2007 and 19, and the numbers are worse for gay bars that predominantly serve women or people of color. Over half of those listings dropped in the same period. Gregor Matson, a sociology professor at Oberlin College said, things were, um, oh my God. Some Adobe Flash player just covered up my script, uh, telling me I needed to update something. I am so sorry. So I was, i it was just getting dramatic for me. So the numbers are, uh, okay, I got to that part. Okay, things were already hard, he said, Gregor said, because these bars cater to a population that made less money. And, uh, Joponika Brown Saracino, a sociology professor at Boston University, said lesbian bars have always struggled historically. On average, women make less money than men. So there you go. There's less disposable income. There's more turnover. And sometimes we forget how different experiences can be within the entire LGBTQ community. Uh, Dating apps and other things and social media have also uh, affected these. And of course, now, COVID. Uh, right here in Los Angeles, Emerson, I I have noticed the Gold Coast is now closed. A very old bar in WeHo. Flaming Saddles is now closed. And Rage, three, I mean, Rage and Gold Coast have been there since I came out in 95. Flaming Saddles was more recent, but at least those three, and I, I suspect more, have, have closed. Yeah. So, sad.
0: Uh, I, I did love, though, the guy who said, you know, that maybe we'll see a resurgence of interest because it's a blessing and a curse, right? The greater acceptance, the less some people feel the need for specifically LGBTQ venues and places, Uh, but that maybe the lockdown uh, could actually turn out to be, when when the world reopens, make people want those spaces because bars aren't right for everybody, but bars have certainly provided community for many of us as the first stop on the way out into the world. I was that's a terrified, closeted homosexual at Baylor University, driving up secretly on 30, Thursday nights to 18 and up night at the village station um, when no one knew. And I was like, here, you know, it's okay to be here, just in this building. Um, And I was it, huge.
1: For yeah, and that's another play, thing that we have in common, Emerson. I felt like I kind of learned to be gay because Leslie Jordan taught me in fort worth and we drove so that we we, we 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 went to the village station in the roads room that's where we that's where it, it all started for me
0: i feel like that explains so much that you just said leslie jordan taught me how to be gay
1: he did he taught me a lot he said we're gonna have so much fun honey i'm gonna teach you everything
0: well he didn't teach but now i'm picturing leslie is like a little a little guardian angel in the room while you're having sex for the first time no honey not no you're gonna need more lube no.
1: Flip him over, flip him
0: over. No, 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 eat it first, just eat, you gotta eat it first. That
1: is an image
0: I don't want to
1: see. He's like, you know, he's like a brother to me. So well, he's not, not... participating,
0: he's just like the cheerleader. Yeah. Two bits, four bits, eat that ass and holler, you know. Yeah,
1: oh goodness.
0: Oh, you have ew. run that person.
1: That person who asked what
0: show this was is has just fled by now. Oh, well, it happened. <laughs> well, you get what you get. First of all, I want to say a huge thank you to Zana, because Zana's doing, Erica does this a lot, too. Zana is answering all the questions in the chat, and we appreciate that. Thank you, Zana. And I just have one more quick little amusing, but also like weird for our UK uh, friends. Um, as Brexit is occurring, right, the Britain leaving the European Union, for those who may not follow, Uh, British sex toy manufacturers are the latest victims of new trade and tariff rules when everything changes. A popular sex store company, Godamish, just announced a 25 pound surcharge on every order to Europe. They said, up until now, we've avoided talking about the UK leaving the EU because nobody knows anything and we've been determined to deal with any problems that arise. But after a recent discussion, we can no longer not discuss important changes. So thanks to extra checks and restrictions at the border, the shipping company will now charge a delivery cost of 17 pounds in addition to the extra European cost of 25 pounds and that means, for example, that a small butt plug that costs 1499 will now cost 5699. That is an investment in a small butt plug. They are sell butt.
1: Do they sell butt plugs on Amazon?
0: Can oh, yes, know? definitely they do.
1: 100%
0: certain. I don't want to search it right now because then I'll be getting ads on Instagram and everywhere for butt plugs because, you know, the Internet's always watching. Oh, goodness. The other day I just wanted a Henley.
1: I just thought I need a Henley. I need a Henley. And it ended up on I- butt plugs? No, it's just I keep getting all these Henley every every time I sign on the CNN or anything. There's a Henley advertisement or or some T-shirts and, and um, they even
0: get your email. It sends an real. email. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, um, jigs, jigs knows they do. You can get butt plugs. Uh, that was a dildo in the plan, in the hand, Rob. But they do sell butt plugs. Thank you jigs. I knew jigs would know
1: of anybody my friend jigs he knows he knows about such things
0: now I left us real time to wrap up um what is everybody doing for Thanksgiving since none of us can go there and a little bit of uh you know on Friday y'all can think about it now because it's a and I mean this here switching to serious for a minute right it's and it, it's a it's been a bonkers year uh it's emotionally difficult it's difficult with families the holidays are hard whether uh, when you're alone, even harder this year for that. If you have difficult relationships with your family, and so, for our Friday get together show, everybody really think about this week. And I'm, you know, I'm not one to be cheesy. Think about what you're thankful for, because I feel like yeah. this year it's harder, and that's okay. I think we can acknowledge that and 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 embrace it together. Um, but I'm challenging myself to to think about even in, amidst all of this, uh, the things that I can be for thankful for. Um, at a at a day that's going to feel really weird to celebrate.
1: Yeah, yeah, Emerson. I wanted one thing that I that is really helpful to me all the time that I'm really grateful for is music. And I have to give a shout out to our one of our guests, Brandy Clark. Got two Grammy nominations today for yeah. best out al- best country album and best solo performance. And uh, and I'm grateful for the people who have inspired my writing. And Houston Allred, who was inspired the character of Houston in Southern Baptist Sissies, I got a note that he passed away today, and I just wanted to say he gave me a lot of music and pleasure at the Oasis here in Los Angeles, and he inspired a character that I wrote about.
0: Oh, I love that. Hmm. Um, I did want to add this because I meant to talk about it too uh, y'all the good friend of ours and of the show Debbie Holiday is back to doing Debbie's Den on Facebook she has a show that starts at 6 o'clock Pacific 9 o'clock Eastern another pay what you can and a lot of performers were starting to be able to maybe look at scheduling safe social distance performance and this has killed it all again so uh, first of all her, her songs and spirit will move your heart uh, but go and support her the, that's tonight that's tonight yeah. Right now, oh, I'm get. I will get my ticket. I yes. already got mine. Um, Good for you.
1: I'm and then such a here's
0: supporter. everybody else said, you know, it's hard, but we're supporting everybody everywhere. Uh, Ken said, oh, oh, no, that's not this. There, Zana said, The wife is working Thanksgiving, they're cooking tomorrow. John will be home alone. Blair said, Hiding out with the husband and the dog. Um, Thursday. Victor's coming to dinner cooking steaks on Friday. Oh Um, steaks I like that. And we're go you know because the only other people we see are Blake's parents and they don't see anyone and we don't see anyone else uh, because except Justin because we want to be able to safely so we will be there on Thursday and I might do the show from there on Friday. Yeah, and I,
1: I'm going to be um, on Rosemary and Newell's patio, and we're social distancing, and there's only five of us, so we're going to be very, very safe. And same thing, I only see them and my daughter Rebecca, and that will be four of us, and their other daughter oh, yeah. Phyllis. So, and, uh, right, well, and Sissy says hello. So, uh,
0: we had yeah. And if you are enjoying the show and you want to send us a tip, you send it on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to Beard at gmail.com. It is in the ticker at the bottom. Say bye, sissy, and we'll see you all on Friday. Sissy says bye. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. We will see you Friday. Bye. Bye, y'all.